Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast. This is Pastor Matt here with Pastor Adam. Hey, hey, I'm here. We're kicking off a new series and it's going to be episode 109. The series is titled, You Can Think Like Jesus Thinks. I'm really excited because me and Adam have been preaching in a series. Yeah, yeah, for I guess a month, right? So yes. when, this, when, this, when this podcast series starts, we will have one more preaching session left of the um, – it's a series we're doing called Battle of the Mind, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not the same thing. So we don't do the podcast thing where – um, we use what we teach on Sunday and then just talk about it more on a podcast. That's not what we do, right? But this one really flows together really well. Yes. So um, I, I, me and Matt were trying to talk through this. So um, we're in the middle of teaching through this idea that the biggest battle that we face all the time is in our mind, right? And yes. So all of all the life's little battles are either won or lost in the battlefield of your mind, right? And And there's just so much that goes on with – what happens with us mentally and it affects us spiritually, physically, healthy, you know, it, all those things. It affects everything. And so I've really enjoyed preaching this series. I don't know about yes, you. Yes, I have. It. Yeah. And this is not a shameless plug for Union Church. You yes. can always go check out unionchurch.co and ch- check out those things out. Yes. But that's not what we're talking about. You don't have to have any bearing at all on that preaching series to listen to what we're going to talk about in this yeah. series. So what we're, well, if I could sum it up kind of, what, what I'm thinking is, is that, um, the idea for us here is that you can actually think like Jesus thinks. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to give you ways in which somebody, what does it look like? What does a person look like who thinks like Jesus thinks? Yes. Which means we got to look at how Jesus thinks and then know that we can actually think the same way. Yeah. And so I'm excited about it. It's a little bit more um, uh, hands-on, direct than it was in the teaching series, right? Yeah. But completely different content, completely different. Like nothing we're about to say are we going to teach on in the uh, preaching series, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. None of it. So, um, but, but you know, the mental stuff is important to me, and I, th- I have found that, uh, and you, we've talked, like, in the last few episodes, our last series was the was questions from a rookie pastor to a veteran pastor. Yeah. And uh, Matt asked me a lot of questions, and, and I went back, and I've listened to all of them. That's the, actually the only podcast series we've ever done where I have went back and listened to mm. all of them separately after they were edited and all that. And... Uh, that that I talked a lot about mental health in that series. It was a really good series. A too. lot, it right? Was good about mental real. And I think I really do understand and see now that that um, you know wherever your strongest thoughts are headed, that's the direction your life's going in. Like mm-hmm. the, that's the power of the thoughts and thinking that we have. And we're not talking some new age self help crap. Um, we're not talking some you know. You can mentally be strong in your faith, math. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like this is not that. This is much deeper than that. That there is a there is a battle going on for your thoughts. The enemy is real, and he is constantly trying to um, derail your thinking because yes. that derails everything. Right? The whole picture of a stronghold um, that we reference as Christians all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. The enemy has a stronghold. The whole picture of a stronghold was a was an actual fortress that was created in a city. Um, in the most important part of the city, and then contained the most important officials, right, and blocked them in. Well, that's exactly what what the enemy does in our minds is he lies to us and creates these strongholds in our minds 
around the most important part of our life, which yeah. is your brain, which is your thinking, your minds, because everything flows out of what we think. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I thought we would just spend some time walking through the fact of you absolutely can think like Jesus thinks. And so we got to know kind of how Jesus thinks. So what we're going to do in the series is we're going to give you 10 characteristics of a person who actually thinks like Jesus. And so mm-hmm. I would push you as we get into it, and we're going to intro right now, and I would push you as you get into it to really just to really look at it and go, okay, do I think like this? Um, do I think like Jesus thinks in this way? Yes. Because um, I think you can look at 10 very specific ways that Jesus thinks, which means you can see 10 very specific ways that we could be people who think like Jesus thinks. That's the idea. And I don't know about you, Matt. I hope we're on the same page. If yes. not, one of us <laughs> has got to go. But uh, I want to think like Jesus thinks. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I want to think like Jesus thinks. I really do. Um, and and here's, the, here's the crazy thing. I was just telling this to the youth group the other night that, you know, the vast majority of the world, the I mean, vast majority of the world, holds Jesus in an incredibly favorable light, right? Yeah. Now, they may not believe he's God, right? But they hold him in an incredibly favorable light. And so yeah. even people who don't believe in Christ tend to think that he was a good teacher, a good leader, a moralist, right? Um, a, a great thinker or whatever. And so the, matter, the vast majority of the stuff we're about to say Everybody wants to think like this. Yeah, that's true. Like, everybody <laughs> wants to have a mind that operates like Jesus's mind operates. Yeah. The difference is um, Christ followers, people that have yielded their life over to Jesus, right, um, who, are, who are disciples of Christ, followers of Christ. Right? I don't like using the word Christians no more because it's so ambiguous. Yeah. Um, and everybody says they're a Christian when they don't ever even do anything Christian. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that, that's true. Right? <laughs> that makes sense. Like you don't have any relationship with Jesus, but you call yourself a Christian because yeah. you grew up in the South and everybody says they're a Christian. You know? and so when there's a survey, you check the Christian box, but you nothing in your life would say that there's fruit of a Christian. Yeah. I don't like that word. But Christ follower is a little different. If you call yourself a Christ follower, you're sort of confronted with this idea of, do I follow Christ, right? Yes, that's and, true. And those of us who follow Christ, you you can't you can absolutely think like Jesus thinks because you have the actual mind of Christ. Yes. Right? You you do not have your mind. You have the mind of Jesus. Now you may not listen to it all the time, and it may be quite immature for you, but you actually have the mind of Jesus. That's the power that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. So, so I want to introduce this thing just by talking through that a little bit. Um, like, uh, what would what a person? What? How could a person think like Jesus? Like, how is that even possible? Yeah. And so, I've got some scripture we want to talk through real quick as we get started. So, so Matt, read Isaiah forty thirteen. And as I'm setting that up, while you're pulling it up, Isaiah fourteen, obviously, excuse me, forty thirteen, is a, a prophetic scripture from the prophet Isaiah, right? And so anytime you're reading from a prophet, you need to picture yourself listening straight from God, not just directly from the prophet, yeah. right? And so here's what Isaiah 40, 13 says. All right, it says, Who can fathom the spirit of the Lord or instruct the Lord as his counselor? All right, so in other words, who in the world can understand the ways of God? Or who can understand enough to a point where they could then give God counsel and advice on things, right? Yeah. In other words... How could you know the mind of G- of God? How could you have the mind of God? How could you think like God? Right? Um, how is that even possible? And then if and that and so that that's that's that scripture right there is seven hundred years before Jesus' birth, mm. right? Seven hundred years before, yeah. and then you get 
Jesus' birth, his death, his resurrection, the church is born, right? The Apostle Paul's conversion into the faith, which, by the way, is a crazy story, insane story. Anybody who says the Bible's born, I don't know what Bible you're reading. My Bible is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's got some crazy stuff in it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, it's got, like, I'm going too far, but let's just do it. I mean, it's got sexual stuff in it. It's got (laughs) violence. It's got um, crazy, uh, cool things happening. Like, if you're into all that sci-fi magic, you know, I don't know what you call that stuff, right? If you're into all that weird junk, it's got all that stuff, too. (laughs) (laughs) This is wild. Anyway, Paul obviously gets converted, and he's one of the key leaders in the church. You know, Peter and Paul, they're the key leaders. And... And, and he's starting to write the letters that we read all the time in church, obviously, um, to the New Testament churches. And so then he writes this in 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 16. Um, and I'm going to have Matt read some of it, and I'll probably stop, and we'll probably read back again. But So remember, this is 1 Corinthians is probably written after that Isaiah scripture at bare minimum 800 years. Mm-hmm. Right? 800 years later, and he references that scripture. So this whole idea of Isaiah 40, 13, who can, I mean, who can know the mind of God, right? Watch what he says, and he's going to get to it. He's going to directly reference the scripture at the end. But watch what he says here, All right, he says, starting with 10. All right, these are the things of God has revealed to us by the Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. All right, pause. So, in other words, the Spirit and the Father, once again, you get a reference to the Trinity here. Father, Son, Holy Spirit are one. And the Holy Spirit um, knows the deep things of God. In other mm-hmm. words, knows the mental thoughts, the mind, if you can even say mental thoughts when you're talking about God, but knows the mind of God. Um, for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them, right? So mm-hmm. in other words, God's spirit discerns and knows the thoughts and the will of God. In the same way, no one knows their own thoughts. Of, nobody knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God, right? So he's talking about like who can know the things that you think? Who who can know what you think? Now, your wife, your wife, heaven, she listens to the podcast. Yeah. She'd be mad at me. Yeah. Your wife thinks you know what you <laughs> yeah, think, right? True. I mean, she thinks she'd be like, I know exactly what you're thinking right now, right? My <laughs> wife does the same thing. Like, yeah, and they're true. pretty good because they know us pretty good, but yeah. they cannot know the exact thoughts of what we think because yeah. they are not us. No, it's your, the spirit living inside of you, right? Your soul knows the deepest parts of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so that's this piece that he's given here is going, hey, the Spirit of God knows the exact thoughts, will, direction, deep things of God. The Spirit knows those, right, because the Spirit is within the Father, right? I mean, it's a cool cool picture. Mm-hmm. Keep going. All right, verse 12 says, What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand that God has freely given us. All right, so here we go again. Like, like this is a, that is a genius verse. Like you mm-hmm. need to lean into this. That is a changing kind of life changing verse. Like we haven't received the spirit of the world. That's the enemy. As Christ followers, you have received the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. So, in other words, the same spirit that knows the inner thoughts of God, the deepest thoughts, Scripture saying, Paul saying, is the same spirit that you and I now have living inside of us. So, mm-hmm. so picture this, right? That's picture good. this. So, you now have the spirit of God living in you that knows the thoughts of God. 
mm-hmm. not just you. All right, that's a game changer. Right? Yes. Keep going. Keep going. All right. Verse thirteen says, "We don't ever do it like this." <laughs> no, this keep is good. This, this is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spiritual taught words. Yeah, so that, so here's where we go. We're, we're, so we lean into that, right? So this is what we were able to speak on. This is what we're able to know. This is what we're able to speak out of is the fact that now we know things about deep deep things about the mind of God, the thoughts of God, because of the spirit inside of us, right? And so we're now talking in, in ways and realms and realities that are different than just a human mindset. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we're getting to, right? Yes. Keep going, keep going. All right, verse 14. I like this. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness, um, I mean foolish, and cannot understand them because they are... Um, Disconcerned only uh, through the spirit. So, so once again, he's saying, "Hey, look, people who don't have the spirit, they can't get this stuff. They don't understand." As a matter of fact, they think it's crazy. We all know that to be. I don't care where you're at in your walk with Jesus. If you listen to this podcast, more than likely you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not, I mean, hey, let's get saved, right? You can do it right now. It's pretty simple. All you're doing is yielding your life and authority over to Jesus Christ yes. as your Lord and Savior. That's all it is, right? But uh, like. Everybody listening to this, if you're a Christ follower, you know that there are people that don't have the Spirit of God. They can't understand stuff, and they think you are weird and crazy on a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. They, they do, right? And that's what he's getting at. He's going, hey, look, look, people that don't have the Spirit can't get these things because they are deeply of God, yes. right? Like, And so we get things that are deeply of God because the Spirit of God is living inside of us, and people who don't have that can't get it that way. Yeah. So. For us listening, real practical, stop getting mad at everybody who does not follow Christ and who does not have the Spirit of God living in them when they think that what we are talking about is nuts and when they decide that they're going to live or do something a certain way because their spirit inside of them is telling them that's good to go, right? But it ain't the Spirit of God. They, they don't have it. Yes. You know what I mean? So when Christians get so upset mm-hmm. at people not living Christian-like who aren't Christians. Yeah. Like, why would they live a Christian life with Christian values and Christian worldview if they're not Christ followers? Yeah, that's right? True. Why would they? You didn't before you were one. I mean, if you did, it was by default because your parents happened to be and they led you in a certain way and you didn't want to push back against it. But deep inside of you, you were against it, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, like you know, he's, he's just bringing up the fact that that people out, people that don't have the spirit of God cannot understand the deep things of God. So he, he's he, here's where he's he's continuing yes. in his track. Watch where he's going. Read the next one. Uh, Fifteen. It says, oh, I'm sorry. All right, 15 says, The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord is, I mean, so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. All right, here we go. Right here, last verse, 15 and 16, is when he quotes back to Isaiah 40, 13. It's a direct quote. So 15 says, the person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things. Like there is nothing that you cannot understand. There is nothing that you cannot make a judgment about if you have the mind of Christ, if you have the Spirit, Mm -hmm. because the Spirit discerns the mind of the Father. The Spirit discerns the mind of God. And so in other words, if you have the mind of God, there is not anything that you cannot understand or get or 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 have control or power over mentally. That's the whole thought, right? Mm-hmm. You can get all these things. 
but you're also but but such a person, a person who has the spirit, is not subject to merely human judgments. Yes. Right. So in other words, you are not limited in just your human mental capacity. Right. Which I think is brilliant. So mm-hmm. the whole idea of what we're saying here is you can, you can, if you're a Christ follower, you can think like Jesus thinks. Yes. You can do it. Um, and then he says, for direct quote, who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him. But we, but we have the mind of Christ. And so he's going, hey, that verse where it goes, who can know the mind of the Lord? Who can know the you know, no, Mere humans can't. But guess what? You don't have your mind anymore. You have the mind of Christ. That's yes. the big thought here. And so in other words, you and I individually as Christ followers, you can think like, this is profound, mm-hmm. right? And I it like is. stuff like this because it really helps me. Because I think sometimes these things are too, um, they're not tangible enough. They're too yes. big thoughts. And so the thought that we usually gravitate to is weak. Listen to this. This is this is usually where we go and it's weak. We go to, well, I can learn what Jesus did, and I can do what Jesus did, right? I can learn how Jesus thought, and then I can think like Jesus thought. True, but limiting and mm-hmm. weak, because it's not just that you can learn it. You actually have the capability of having it. You have the mind of Christ. Yes. You already have it is the whole point here, right? It's us learning how to walk in it. That's the whole point of us following the Spirit of God, yes. walking in the Spirit, is we already have the mind of Christ. And so the the ways that Jesus thinks – they are amazingly perfect. Mm-hmm. You and I have the ability, not to say that we'll always lean into it and we'll screw up sometimes, of course, but we have the ability to think like Jesus thinks, not because our human mind has fathomed a concept of God, yeah. right? Not because your human mind has been able to grasp this big sense of God. No, because your mind has been replaced yes. with the mind of Jesus. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, that makes right? sense. That's good. Because a lot of times we intellectualize this. I'm, de- I'm, I'm, I'm very guilty of this where I'll intellectualize faith. And so what I'll say is, is, well, I have now thought about this. I have read this. I have studied this. And so I now get it. Yeah. I now understand it. And what Paul is pointing back to once again is, no, dummy, that's not it. Right? First off, you are being too cocky about your own cognitive ability as a human being. Mm -hmm. Right? But secondly, the reason that you're getting it is because it's the Spirit rightly dividing the truth, right, and showing you these things because the Spirit is living in you, right? And so it's not that you can intellectualize it. It's that you actually have the mind of Christ now. Yes. And so you you can think like Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. You and I can have the same thoughts as Jesus. Yes. Um, we can have the same attitudes as Jesus, right? Because thoughts and attitudes are very different things. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you can have the thought in your head about something and your attitude shows something completely different. Yeah. You know? But you and I can have the same thoughts as Jesus. We can have the same attitudes as Jesus. We can have the same reactions as Jesus, and that's a big deal. Right? Yeah, that is a big deal because that's what gets us <laughs> yeah. in trouble, isn't it? Right? <laughs> so, like when we were saying earlier, when we were picking on heaven. Yes, yeah. Matt's wife's name is Heaven. Actually, yes. it's even better than that. Her name is Heavenly Dalton. Heavenly. Yes. Her name is Heavenly. <laughs> How cool is that? Anyway, she's been on the podcast before. Yeah, yeah, she um, has. And so, <clears throat> like, you go back to that argument. Where heaven's like, I know what you're thinking right now. Um, and in your head, you know, you're like, well, she probably knows most of it. And she's usually right. That's the bad thing about wives. Yeah, is they're, they're almost they're always, always right, yeah, always right. Right. But she can't know fully what you're thinking exactly. Right. Um, but what we tend to do in those moments, I don't know about your household, but we tend to do when she's like, stop it. I know exactly what you're thinking. What I want to do is be like, 
No, you don't. And I want to react in that moment, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, in a bad true. way. If you look through the scriptures, you will see that Jesus's reactions are perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm saying is, is this: is that if all that comes from the mind of Jesus, and we now have the mind of Christ because the Spirit is living inside of us, right? If we have the mind of Christ, then we can react the same way Jesus reacts to things. Yes. You can, you can, like. Stop telling yourself you can't. You can control how you react. Mm-hmm. You can. Okay. Yeah. You can do it. Now, some of you might need to take a time out. It may take two minutes for some of you. Some of it may take three hours. You may have to keep your mouth shut for three hours. But you can control yeah, you can. how you react, <laughs> right? And that's, that's it's, I'm, I'm preaching to myself because yeah. I am reactionary. Um, you know, I'm quick to react almost always. But I, if I have the mind of Jesus and Jesus never – he never overreacts. He never underreacts. It's always perfect. Yeah. I can react like Jesus reacts. Yeah. You know, can too. That's something I've taught myself that instead of saying something in the moment and then you end up saying something you regret or you can't take back, I usually I'll walk away and I may look like a weirdo and I'll talk to myself and I'll be talking the problem out in my head before I figure out what I'm actually going to say right. or how actually I'm going to handle it. But I've learned that it's, it, it works most of the time. And you can do it. Yeah. Like you can do it. Yeah. And it's not. And like, like once again, Christians, let's make sure we don't, we, don't, we don't ride the fence on this. It's not because Matt has learned a, a, new, um, a new mental habit, a mental fortitude habit to be able to control <laughs> his emotions perfectly, right? Let's don't ride the fence, okay? Yeah, yeah. Let's say no. Um, I may have learned, but the only reason I was able to learn is the Spirit of God is living yes, in me. That's very like, true. I may have learned, but the only reason I was even to be able to retain it is because I have the mind of Christ and I'm being made new mm-hmm. every day, right? Yes. You know what I mean? And He's not done with me, so He's growing me. And so um, the changes that I see in my life cannot be attributed to me. Yeah. That's where we always got to live with this. And I think the whole setup that Paul was doing in the beginning of this was to point out the fact that like, like you cannot attribute the changes that are taking place in you the thoughts that you think, the discernments that you have, you cannot attribute them to yourself. They ain't from you. They're from the Spirit of God. They're from the mind of Christ living in you. Yes. Right? Because that Spirit of the Lord discerns the deep things of the Father. And that same Spirit is living inside of us. Mm-hmm. So we got to be quick to, to not give too much credit on these things. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely not. Like when we've been teaching this series, Battle of the Mind, for me it's been a personal journey. Like what, what I am teaching in – and I, if I think I'm, I think I'm right, but I think that this episode comes out uh, three or four days before our last message in the yes. series. Well, that last message in the series, I'm about to nerd out because, and I love all things theology, but I have, I have, I have been studying this stuff for a while, and I ran across a new theology. Well, it's new to me. It, it's called um, neurotheology. Mm. And I don't think this, I've seen this. Oh, it's, oh, I love it. I love it. And so I'm, no, week, week four of the series, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my mind on it. Um, but what I've learned about is this branch of scientific study where they pair up neurological scientific research, right, brain function and activity, to theology and or the belief, the, the practice of following God. And so – they're looking at these things together. And so how what this science is doing is it's showing you how does a belief in God, things like praying, things like serving, you know, those kind of things. How does that act, how to affect your brain, scientific brain activity, mm. right? I love it. So for example, I mean I don't have the exact study in front of me, but for example, 
Um, it is a it is a scientifically proven fact now that if you spend um, a few minutes a day for eight straight weeks in prayer, it completely changes your brain chemistry. Wow! Right? I mean, intense. So this idea, like, go with me. This concept of Paul talking about not right now, but Paul talking about renewing your mind. It literally does it. Oh wow! Right? It's right? crazy. Literally does it. Like, it's not just a figurative idea. Oh, man. Right? I mean, I'm about to nerd out. So so here's what I here's my danger of this. I'll learn some things like this that I absolutely love, and then I'll chalk it up to the fact that um, now I've gotten this, I've understood this concept, I've now learned it. Yeah. Right? Um, and I'll intellectualize that to a point of, you know, all right, I got this thing and I got this piece and now I know it. No, I, I would never have even... I could never get the depths of that yeah. in any way, shape, or form without the Spirit of the Lord. Yeah, that's right? true. You cannot get the depths of things in this life without the mindset of God. Mm-hmm. And you can have the mindset of God because of Jesus Christ. Yes. Right? I mean, that's the cool thing. Like, you cannot get – tell me if I'm right, Matt, that there is a level of being a parent, you know, a father – that is so deeper because you're a Christian than if you were not. Yeah, that's very true. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like nothing teaches me more about my relationship with God than watching me walk out being a father to my children. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you get you get convicted so easy. I mean, yeah. It, I, I could even say that like with like I had a moment with Trey this past weekend and I was I was mad at him and he'd done something that irritated me and then I was then I was thinking about how, you know, God probably could feel the same way about me, but instead I had to suck it up and be the first one to say, All right, I love you and I'm sorry yeah. that, that I overreacted and you know it, it just teaches you like yeah. I have learned more about the nature of God by being a parent, yeah, right, like by being a dad, you know, because like you just like for example, you and your kids are you're mad at me and you hate me, and you go, baby, I could never, even if I'm punishing you right now, yeah, like not, I could yeah. never hate you, I could yeah. cry right now, talk about it, <laughs> yeah. I could never hate you, yeah, like I, it's not it's not possible mm-hmm. for me to hate you, mm-hmm. and or for me to not love you, yeah. right, no matter what you did. Now I'm gonna be disappointed in you, and I'm gonna try to correct you, <laughs> yeah. and I'm gonna try to get you on the path. Even if you mad at, even if you hate me, I'm gonna try to get you on the yeah. path. But but I could never not love you. Yeah. And that that makes me realize the depth of the love of God, and I can't get that. Yeah. If I didn't have the mind of Christ, you know That's what I mean? Like true. I can't I can't connect that things so like like stuff like this happens as a, as a father all the time. I'll give you a great example of it, and then we'll wrap up. I don't know how long we're at, but who cares? Anyway, we're doing good. Oh, yeah, we're, Shoot, we're kicking it, kicking it. <laughs> all right, so um. Olivia was young. She was on, Olivia's our oldest daughter. She is going to be 16 years old in 40 days, right? Less than 40 days. Oh, my gosh. Yes, right? Um, <laughs> Are you panicking any? A little bit, a little <laughs> bit. I'm, I, it makes me feel very weird. Polishing a shotgun. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, and so she is young. I, I don't know how old she is, but she can't be but about two or three. And for some reason, she's home with me one day, right? And it's a daddy-daughter day or whatever it is. You know, and as a pastor, you tend to have a day off that other people don't have because you work a day that other people don't work. You yeah, know what I mean? True. So, so like for us in our context here at Union now currently, we may not be forever, is we close the office on Fridays to try to give our staff Friday and Saturday off together 
like a normal weekend because their work week starts on Sunday morning at 7 o'clock in the morning or 6 yeah. o'clock in the morning, right? And so, and Sunday's a full work day, always. Um, even though people think pastors only work one day a week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> totally not true. Anyway, um, I wish that was the case. Yeah. Um, but so, so it was an off day, and we're home. I don't know what we're doing, but we're home, and I know where we are. We're in our upstairs bathroom. And um, somehow or another, I don't remember exactly the details, but Olivia has some sort of food item with her. I think it might be a, I think it might be an ice cream cone mm-hmm. that Daddy's allowed her to take upstairs, and we're in the bathroom. I don't know what it is. And she drips whatever that food item is onto the toilet seat. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I see it, and before I can do anything, she licks it off the toilet seat. Oh. <laughs> right? Licks it off. And immediately, and so I'm now I'm now close to her, right? Because as she's dropping it, I'm coming over to help correct, and she's licking it. So I'm now right on top of her. She licks the toilet seat, and she turns around and immediately plants a kiss on my lips. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, get off of me. Don't kiss, don't kiss me right now, right? You just licked the toilet seat. Oh, right? my gosh. You can't be coming to me, kissing me, licking the toilet seat. And, you know, it was one of those moments. Like, I was like, yeah. you can't, you can't, come. I don't want you kissing me when you lick the toilet seat. And uh, you can't, you can't lick the toilet seat and kiss me. And I felt the Spirit of God in my soul say, why? You do that to me all the time. Ooh, yeah, that's tough. Ooh, mm-hmm. right? And there's a level of depth of that thought that I would never get mm-hmm. on my own intellectual fortitude, right? No possible way. Yeah. And that's just one little parenting example about yes. some ice cream on toilet seat. You know, like th- there is a depth of this you cannot get. So let's don't ride the fence. Yes. Let's give God credit here and say, you know, the things that I start to realize and understand and process, like when we walk through for the next 10 episodes on ways that Jesus thinks, let's not just trivialize it down to, well, I can hear this and know it, and then I can do it. No, Mm -hmm. it's bigger than that, and it's not you. You can't even do it without him. You have the actual mind of Christ that enables you to be able to do these things, right? Mm -hmm. But you can think like Jesus, not because of you. Yes. But because of the spirit of the God, a spirit of God living inside of you, because you actually have the mind of Christ, yes. you can think like Jesus thinks. So we're going to kick off this episode. This is a we won't do one this time. This is just an intro. Um, <laughs> I talk too much for us to do one and an intro, um, and then we're going to start going through them, uh, ten of them. So so tune in to next week. We'll kick off the first one. You can think like Jesus thinks, and the first one is a person who thinks like Jesus thinks. This is their statement: I know exactly who I am. Ooh, That's the one we're going to hit next. Good. Sound good? Sounds hey, good. Hey, look, real fast before we go, um, I want to. I was supposed to start the episode with this, but I forgot, so we'll start the next one too. We'll end with this one. At the beginning of the podcast, there is a voiceover that happens, right? So at the beginning, you got this cool little music playing, and there's an intro, and it says, Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got a cool voice. Right? It's a great, much better voice than mine or Matt's, right? Yes. Matt sounds much. like Patrick County. Uh, <laughs> I sound like Caswell County. You mix those together, and you just got country. Yes, um, very country. And uh, anyway, it's a cool voice at the beginning. Uh, the guy's voice at the beginning, his name is Noah, um, and Noah just got saved at mm, our worship night awesome. just a couple of weeks ago. That's great. Um, and it's an amazing story. His mama was there working in a tech booth. This is a, a young man in his 20s. And uh, his mama had the perfect bird's eye view of him 
through the entire worship night, which was hard to do because there was a it was a packed room of people, right? Mm-hmm. Overflow, you know, like like pack pack, too many people really. Yeah. And she had the perfect view of him, and she saw him accept Christ at the end. And then after it was over with, he comes up to his mama and he says, "Mama, today was my day, right?" Wow. And mama said, "Son, I have prayed for this day for you your whole life." Right? <laughs> he said, "This is this my is day." And then great. he ended up coming to me afterwards and hugging me and going, "Adam, this was my day today, mm-hmm. right?" Um, I am a follower of Jesus. It was incredible. That's amazing. So I'm excited to be able to baptize Noah soon. But I yes. thought it'd be pretty cool that you guys need to know that the voice on the front of the podcast just had an amazing, you know, the life-changing moment of all life-changing moments, that is right? Amazing. And so yet again, there is another person now who has the mind of Jesus. Yes. Welcome to the family, Noah. Yes, welcome. We're so excited for you. But anyway, love you guys. We'll see you soon. All right, see you guys. Um, this was episode 109, first one in our series, You Can Think Like Jesus Thinks, coming at you next week with the second one. All y'all right. have a good week. Thank you, all Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.